Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi there. Today I'm asking you a question. Is the stock market about to crash again? Now, I know a lot of people sort of talk about this all the time. The stock market's about to crash. The market's about to crash. The housing market's about to crash. And eventually it does crash. And, and you know, they just proved themselves right after maybe 10 years. I think it was Zig Ziglar who said that the, the newspapers had predicted 19 out of the last two recessions, uh, which is his little joke. But if the stock market crashed, how would this affect your pension? Well, looking at Wall Street tech stock today and the last couple of days, there seems to be a big sell-off of these these giant stocks. And, you know, you've got poor out economic outlook affecting things. And, and this could indicate that there's going to be a stock market. They call it correction. Other people call it a crash. Uh, but it, it does indicate that, that there could be trouble on, on the way. Um, so let, let's let, let me carry on. Um, you know, we've seen the stocks going up and up and up this year after the after the original after the crash back in March. We saw a big dip. And then those who got in at the bottom of that dip and, and have ridden it have, have seen quite substantial gains uh, in some cases, you know, 20 percent. But uh, it's it's a risky game because you never know when things are going to go down again. And, you know, this could be the, the time. A lot of pundits are predicting that the markets could drop you know, this autumn, which is, is almost now, uh, others are saying it will be next year. Others are saying that the, 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 the Federal Reserve and the, the, the central banks in Europe and the UK are pumping so much money in that it won't crash again. Uh, and, and it's true that the money that's gone in has seen stocks rise this year. Uh, you know, if you bought Amazon, you just made so much money. Amazon and uh, Tesla and, and Apple, and that's what you would have made a lot of money. But today, Apple dropped by 6.7% in one day. Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft all dropped by around 4%. And the Dow Jones, main Dow Jones Industrial Average Index, closed down 2.25% lower. The S&P 500, 2.78%. And the NASDAQ, which is mainly the tech stocks, dropped by nearly 3%. It doesn't sound a lot, but you know, 3% of trillions of dollars is, is a lot of money. Uh, so that, that's a lot of money wiped off. And it, and of course, as the markets go down, it triggers sell-offs. And, and sometimes it can be automatic sell-offs. It be, can be computers selling off when they, they hit a certain price or, or start to move. And then as these computers sell off more, the market, the price then goes down. That's the, that's the market. You know, that, that's what a stock market is. You know, it's, it's, it's supply and demand sell price. And as the price uh, goes down, more people sell, less demand, and, and then the price goes down further. It becomes a, a downward spiral. And that's what happens in crashes. That's why they go so fast. They don't just decline over 10 years. They can go up and up and up and then bang, they're down in one day or two days. And, you know, we've also got the fact that the, the global economy, the real economy, uh, is expected to shrink by 5%, which is huge. It's trillions of dollars in, in, in lost growth. Uh, you'd normally expect the larger economies, 
like the US and America, uh, America and, and, and the UK and, and European economies, you know, to grow by 1%, half a percent, 2%, but, but to grow, that they're always looking for growth. I mean, yeah, you've seen economies in the Far East grow by 6% and China grow by 6%. But, you know, the, the more mature and established economies don't grow by that much, but they shouldn't be falling. They shouldn't be in recession. And of course, that, that affects confidence, that affects investment. And it, it obviously affects the stock market uh, prices because as they fall, more people sell, less people want to buy uh, and, and, and prices will, can go down very, very fast. And then COVID-19, the other factor is it's, it's showing signs of a return. Lots of uh, local lockdowns, even near me, they're, they're talking about a possible local lockdown because there's been a spike. There's been, there's been lockdowns in towns. There's been travel restrictions on people returning home uh, from various countries. And, you know, it hasn't gone away in America. And, and, and we don't know what's happening in countries like, say, China, for instance, or some of the Middle Eastern countries. So it, it's, it's not looking uh, good for the outlook. And yet the stock market has been shooting up and up and up, which doesn't kind of make sense because the real economy, like you and I going out and doing business and working, that's been going down. Then we've got the, the furlough scheme, which is coming to an end soon next month. And and if companies do not take workers back as they, as they were expected to, because it's, it's, the furlough scheme is a job retention scheme. It's designed to retain jobs. But if, if the companies have had all this money coming in for having workers sit at home, if they say at the end of that, thanks for the money, government, now we'll hand them back to you to go on benefits, that, that will be a severe blow. And I think it could be, you know... A, millions of jobs going after that period other schemes could come to an end like you know the the, the scheme that um in, in america gives people uh, uh money for, for not being at work uh gives people uh, time to pay loans and 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 not be evicted as we've got here you know once those schemes are expensive to run and once they end and the government says well we haven't got any more money to put into these schemes or we can't print any more money that that's when i think we could see some stuff hitting the fan. So how will this affect you? Most people say, well, what of it? Stock market's going down. It doesn't mean anything to me, mate. You know, I don't care if the Wall Street and the NASDAQ and the, the FT100 index goes down. What is the FT100 index, they'll say? You know, and they're not that bothered. But it could affect you quite directly in a direct manner. Indirectly, it will affect you because it means that there'll be less investment going into to businesses. And as businesses that... Uh, create jobs and create the economy uh, and if businesses are pulling back and holding back uh, then less money is going into business if a business stock market stock price falls uh, that company is then vulnerable to a takeover you could have a, a hostile takeover and then that company can then break up the company sell off the bits or they could merge the company and then get rid of thousands of workers even tens of thousands of workers and, and that's the other thing. It, it will affect jobs. It will affect employment prospects for, for millions of people. You know, the stock market is on their share prices down. Um, they've got less money there, you know, and that, that means they could lay off workers. It happens. It happens all the time. And that, so that's one way it can indirectly affect you. The other way is through your pension scheme. Many people now are in, or well, most people now are in think, what's called a money purchase pension scheme or defined contribution. In other words, your benefits are, uh, defined by the contributions you make and how that contribution that you make grow over uh, you know the 30 or 40 years you're putting that money into the pension and most work-based pension schemes are like that they're like personal pensions you put the money in that the price of the units you're buying grow or don't grow and at the end 
you, you get a, a lump sum and that, that then buys you a pension. If you're working for the government, the NHS, the, the police or the local authorities or teachers, you know, they, they've got a defined benefit pension scheme, which means it, in a way it, it's, it's almost irrelevant how much they're putting into that, that the, the benefits will be defined by things like an average of their final salary over a given number of years. And it's guaranteed. And when you get that pension, it's guaranteed for life. It will grow by a certain amount when you're in receipt of that pension. And it's, it's like a gold-plated pension scheme. All right, it's not as good as it might have been 10 years ago, but it's still better than the average Joe Bloggs in the street who's not working for the government, not working for the police, is not an MP or a judge, uh, and, and getting this gold-plated pension scheme. And the other advantage of these schemes is that somebody could be putting in 6% of their salary for years and years and years while their income is low. But if they get promoted and go up the ladder and then their income is up there, that's then, you know, they get an average of that income over several years and their final years are going to have a, a huge uh, defining benefit on, on their, their what they receive in pensions, uh, if, you, if, you, if you get the picture. So with these final salary schemes, they're very expensive to run and that's why most... Uh, private companies have, have stopped running them and, and they might have kept them for the existing workers, but no new workers are allowed into the scheme. But most people have got a defined uh, contribution scheme or a personal pension scheme or a work-based pension scheme and the money is invested where? In the stock market. Most of it anyway would be invested in the stock market. Some of it might be invested in more fixed interest securities or property funds, but most of it will be invested into type of a managed fund which is usually 60 70 percent in the stock market depending on you know your investment style if you if you're risk averse or non-risk averse so you need to probably talk to your financial advisor or your pension provider and say you know what where is my money invested now most financial advisors say well over the long term you've got to stay with it there'll be peaks and troughs and you'll get pound cost averaging because you'll be buying units at lower prices when they go down yeah, that's fine if you've got nothing in the scheme and you've just started. But if you've got, you know, 20 years of savings or 30 years of savings all sitting there in this big lump sum, and then that goes down and then you're about to retire, then you off. Yeah, you know what? And it, and it could be years before it goes back up to where it was. So that's why you need to talk to your financial advisor and say, look, where is my money invested? Should this be shifted? Should If I've got a lot of money there, should it be shifted into a, a more of a fixed basis or a deposit based type of fund where if the market does go down i'm not going to lose out because if you're anywhere like three four five years it uh, you know near to your retirement you don't want to be in a risky fund if you're just starting out and you've been saving in a pension for five years you know you've got plenty of time to catch up as the markets go up and down that's not a problem for you uh, but it, but it is a problem for people who've got a lot of money stashed away in the in their pension fund. So you need to look at that. And and I certainly wouldn't be sitting on shares or equities as they're sometimes called, or, or stock market funds or managed funds with a high proportion of stock market investments. Now again, I'm not your financial advisor, but you can you need to talk to your financial advisor about this. Uh, I'm not your uh, fiduciary advisor. I don't know anything about your personal situation. So that's when you need to go and seek advice on this. And most people would be putting their money into a work-based pension scheme, haven't even thought about it. They haven't got a clue where it's invested. Haven't even thought about it. They just think, I'm going to put this money into a pension and I'm going to get a pension back. But what pension? Do you know what, what you're really going to get back? How much are you putting in? Should you be putting more in? Most people don't put enough into their pension schemes anyway. So you know, the idea of just sitting there and thinking, oh, I'm putting 3% of my salary into a work-based pension scheme. Well, that's not going to be enough. You, you know, it's nowhere near enough. 
even if the market grew and grew and grew. And, and you know, we could be in for years of low growth, as people like Warren Buffett have said. So you've got, you've got to really look at this and say, look, seriously, what, what, what are my prospects here? Now, I know it's difficult when you're, you know, uh, at a certain age and you're, you're perhaps not earning a lot of money and you're saving for things like a house, you've got family and that sort of thing. Um, it, it's, it's like, you know, that, that's not always a time you, you can, even though you might be earning money, uh, you, you might not have enough to save because you're, you're spending out. It's like the old joke, my peak earning years coincided with my peak spending years. And, and that's often true for a lot of people with families, big mortgages. You know, later on, you know, when people are in their 40s and 50s, if they're still in a good job, they've got more money. They're out playing golf and they're on cruises and spending money. And 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 that, that group also needs to save into a pension and, and top up their pension scheme. Often it's too late by then because you, you've missed out all of those years where you could have been putting a bit more in. So again, have a chat with your financial advisor and just watch the markets, you know, and and it's no good reading about it in the paper in the morning saying the market crashed yesterday or we've had another Black Friday or terrible Thursday or uh, torrential Tuesday or whatever it is, you know, that, that it's too late then to pull your money out and ring up your company. And bear in mind, a lot of money in the market is is within, is within is invested via pension schemes, you know, mutual funds, unit trust. That's where most of the money is in the market. And, and they're not going to sell out, you know, they're not going to pull all their money out of the market because that would automatically cause it to crash but you as an individual investor if you pull your pension out of the market that's not going to hit the news and say oh you know john smith has pulled his money out of the market let's let's sell off you know if warren buffett pulled out of the market and sold you know millions of shares that would affect the market a pension fund can't sell off all its shares just like that so you're not safe don't think that a pension fund are going to say oh is it the market's about to crash uh, let, let's sell off their their their, their fund they're not going to do that. When I worked for an insurance company years ago, we went down to the city to meet these fund advisors and uh, fund managers. And, and, and they were sitting there with the red braces and pinstripe suits and saying, yeah, this is the trading floor over here. And they looked down at us like, you know, we were just idiots. And we were the people bringing in the business to, to keep them in bloody jobs and, and keep the money coming in. And he said, and this was after the, the 1987 crash, I believe. Um, certainly the, there'd been a crash at that time. And I asked the question, which was blindingly obvious. Well, when the market was crashing, why didn't you sell off the shares? And he said, don't be silly. You can't sell off 10 billion pounds of shares just like that. You know, this is, this is actually looking down his bloody nose at me. I, I, I you know, I, anyway, I couldn't say anything. My manager was there. He didn't want me causing a, an argument. But, you know, I wonder what the hell these people do for a living when sometimes these fund managers cannot even keep up with the average growth in the market. They can't beat the market. And then when it's going down, they're, they're saying, well, you know, pound cost averaging. Don't worry. Sit with it. You know, stay with it. Uh, you're a long-term investor. No, you don't have to be a long-term investor sitting on the market while it's going down. You can be uh, a tr like, like a trader mentality. Well, just get out of it. You know, so just watch out for that. Watch out. Find out where your pension is. Just summary here. Look at the market where it's going. Find out where your pension fund is invested talk to your financial advisor and take appropriate action as you feel fit and look at how much you're saving into your pension because I guarantee it's probably not going to be enough. I was a financial advisor for 25 years and nobody I met, I met about one person who maximized his pension savings and he, he was very wealthy and he just put everything in. He found every loophole to put more money into his pension scheme to save money on tax. But those were very few and far between. Most people did not save enough into their pension. They didn't have any, any life insurance. They, they didn't have any savings for a rainy day. 
and and they didn't make a will but that's another subject thanks for listening and 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 have a, have a great evening thank you for listening to money tips for more tips and information visit moneytipsdaily.com the information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice as always take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions 